Welcome to episode 66 of That's What I'm Saying, the podcast about hip-hop, entertainment, dating, sex, relationships, and social issues from a sometimes ratchet but mostly woke perspective. So subscribe to That's What I'm Saying, the podcast. We're in iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Citricast, Podtune, in YouTube, and Spotify. Also, please follow us on Instagram at TwizPod. And watch That's What I'm Saying, the TV show on Island TV. Download the Island TV app from your smartphone or your smart TV or your Fire Stick or any streaming device like your Roku. So, I'm Sean. I'm Nye. What's up, y'all? Hey, Nye. What do we call in this episode? Hashtag unbothered. Which is exactly what we are after this stupid mess with Patrick Patterson. Okay, so... Getting right into the Ratchet Minute, um, I just want to share some thoughts about this whole thing with Patrick Patterson. So as you know, the NBA player, I think he played for the Clippers, um, implied that black women are quote unquote bulldogs in an Instagram comment where he was kind of defending his marriage to Sarah Nasser, who's a white woman. Um, so first of all, I just want to point out that most prominent NBA players that I know are all dated to, are all dating or married to white women. So shout out to LeBron, not white women, black women, sorry. Shout out to LeBron, Steph Curry, Chris Paul, Kevin Durant, uh, Russell Westbrook, all dating beautiful black or or married to beautiful black sisters. So, mm-hmm. you know, it all started when Patrick Patterson, he posted a photo of his white wife, basically wishing her a happy anniversary when a fan who I believe was a black guy replied about his choice in women. So the fan questioned why he waited until he got money. He said, you know, you wouldn't have met this woman unless, you know, unless you played in the NBA in Toronto and, you know, basically said he started dating white women when he got money. Then another fan, which I believe is a, a white guy, um, his, uh, Instagram name was Mafia Material BWA. So kind of tells me that's a that's a white guy. He says, quote unquote, you grew up loving our women. Um, and that basically she's the only one in her family to date black and told him to stay woke. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's hilarious. Fool of a man counters he says so quote unquote so i so i should settle for a bulldog and act like i'm happy with my life and preach keep it in your race to the world dr king oh now he's equating dating white women with dr queen dr king okay he says dr king didn't fight or die for equality acceptance all cultures loving one another and no hate question mark he says that may be your life but I don't want that for mine or my family. Color doesn't matter. Wake up. So, Nye, I'm going to ask you what you think about this. Because I'm okay. I'm over here unbothered. I'm absolutely unbothered. Because if that's what you want, then, my dear, have what you want. Just like Burger King. Have it how you want it. How you, have Whatever Burger King slogan is, however you want it. The, the problem that I have with this is whatever your dating preference is, is what your dating preference is. You know, why do you have to bash black women to uplift this white woman? If you love her and it's and your love is genuine, just love her. You know, you don't have to bash us. We don't want you. If you don't want us, we don't want you. You know what I mean? So just go and live your life. But you don't have to. Why did, Why do you have to drag us into this? You know, yeah, we didn't do nothing. That's what, that's what I'm like. And I'm like, really? We Like you said, we don't want him. If you don't want it, we don't want you. Absolutely. Very, um, 
Very unbothered. It's almost comical because I'm looking at this dude and I'm like, we definitely don't want you. <laughs> and you know, it's like, you know, when I when I see black men like that, I always wish. And you know, I I I I love all everything about black people. I I just I love us to a fault. But I just wish because I know what he's running away from. I just wish that when they have kids, they have the blackest kinkiest hair kids possible because mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that's not what well, he wants. All the way back in the bloodline. You know, I know that's not what he wants. Um, but you know, just just go live your life. You don't have to bash us. If that's if that's your preference, just go. Do it. Go ahead. Be free. We don't care. We you know, do not care. Always, I you. That, exactly. And I always I, I mean, not that I question, I really don't care too much. But you know, it's like it's an I'm pretty sure your mother is a black woman. Clearly, so, she's a black woman. Clearly. <laughs> Absolutely. So, you know, those statements is, is it really is a form of self-hate because you you can love. I mean, if you want to believe that you can love whoever you want to love, like you said, but at the same time, not at the expense of degrading someone who looks like the woman that bore you into this into this earth. Come mm-hmm. on now. Because I promise you, after these people kick you to the curb, you know who's going to be there to uplift you and hold you up and bring you back? A black woman. Thank you. If, Always. If, if she could tolerate your ass. There'll be some black woman. It may not be a love interest, but there'll be a black woman there to support him. You it's know what I mean? Truth. Always the truth. Yeah, I'm just, wow. Like, do you think this is a sentiment? I was talking with a friend today and just... You know, it it seems like there's the stereotype that when a black man, professional black man, typically in the sports arena, they get a little money and this is like a trophy. It's like a like an achievement for them to hook up with a white woman and have children with her. Like it's it's a thing. What is it? Um it, it it would appear to be, but I really want to see the statistics on like how many black um, professional athletes are actually with white women, because it may be an, a situation where it's just that's what's highlighted in on in the media. Right. But I really want to see like the real statistics st- statistics on it. But you know, just c- coming from my point of view, it it does seem like that. But you know, like you said, you named all these black. Um, you know, these black athletes with black wives. And I just love, I love that so much. And I think that's one of the reasons, I know this is one of the reasons why I love LeBron James. I love Dwayne Wade because they have black women. Not like women where you kind of squint and be like, is she black? I don't know. She may be. She, they got some for real sisters. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I just, I, I, I just can't say enough how much I appreciate that and how much I love that. And I just love to see it. I, I, I absolutely love absolutely. it. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. So I don't know. I mean, he's like, he's not a, I mean, I think he's like a, a forward, you know, he's not like a, a NBA superstar. I'm like, who is this dude? And honestly, she, she want him. She can have him. Good luck. You know. Right. Bye. <laughs> Bye. You know, if, if and, and the thing is, is that he's he's in this lifestyle. He's put his himself in a position where he's going to have to step and fetch for the rest of his life as long as he's married to her. Because mm-hmm. that's how he's presented himself. He, I know he's presented himself to her as he is not a regular black guy. He's like a, yep. a special black guy. You know, yep. and that that life is tiring. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's exhausting. I know you're tired. 
All right, so our next story is it's about Summer Walker. <laughs> I'm not laughing. And her social anxiety. So she was in the news recently. Um, she's on a tour. Um, I, the name of her tour is called First and Last Tour. Last tour. And she just ended it um, early because of her social anxiety. You know, I guess she's having some issues with being on stage and being in front of people. Um, it's just making her, you know, super nervous. And she's just just not comfortable. Um, there were reports that after her concert, she was having like a meet and greet. And she wasn't very receptive and, and warm to her her fans. You know, she was kind of you know, sitting isolated. She didn't want them to touch her and just being very socially awkward. So um, some of the, the, her fans went to Twitter and went to, you know, socials to, to complain about it. And, you know, she defended herself and saying, you know, she just, she had, this is something she's had for her entire life. And, you know, with the career that she's in now, it ha- it's put her on the forefront and it's just taken her a long time to get adjusted to it. So, you know, I like Summer Walker. You know, I, she's in heavy. I know you're over there giggling. <laughs> I know what you want to say. But I want to support the baby girl. You know, she had, I love her little song she had out over the summertime. Because girls need love, too. She needs love. She needs Man. love, Sean. Um, you know why I'm laughing? Because, first of all, this story would be crazy believable if this chick was not a former stripper in Atlanta. I don't understand where social anxiety has a place when you over here being diamond at the King of Diamonds. I don't get it. Like she's a former stripper. If correct me if I'm wrong, this girl was taking it off. She and was. She was a former stripper, but maybe it's full nudity. Don't they have full nudity in Atlanta? Um. Well, you know, maybe a certain. Maybe it's just certain. You know, situations that that bring on this anxiety. Maybe she's she's comfortable popping it open in, in the club. <laughs> That's her safe space. Don't take her safe space away from her. <laughs> I am not believing this story with social anxiety. You over here and playing diamond in the players club. It just does not make sense. I mean, there are people. Look, I mean, we're pretty outgoing people. It's a whole nother level when you strip for the public and when you Girl, take all it is. Those, it is. You know what? When I when I when I do frequent the the uh, strip clubs and it's like a full nudity one, and I'm looking at these women like, you, it, wow, you wow. really have to be like really comfortable with yourselves. Like that I probably I don't know if I could do that. I, that is a confidence I don't know where that comes from, and I'm a pretty confident person. But that right there, that's a whole I other just, level. I have I have sometimes like even in intimate settings. So we're talking about. A whole public and then with the whole thing with social media like I just don't I, this is why I believe this is more for for publicity than it is like a real thing I just don't believe it like what's well, this girl who's working the pole she canceled her tour though that's like taking money out of her pocket um I don't know this is the chick that had like billions of views on YouTube or where wherever it was like just but even but even even still that's different like we had a we just had a off off top off uh air conversation about something similar to this where someone who is was behind the scenes 
you know, doing her thing, but now she's on the forefront and she's being recorded and now she looks awkward. And maybe it's just, it's the, it's the, it's the situation. It's, you know, that makes her nervous. You know what I mean? Because you can be, you can be on YouTube and, you know, be a social media star, but you're doing that from the, the conference of your home or wherever, wherever you are. You're not literally, you know, it's not like millions of people out in the audience looking at you. So maybe that's the difference in strip clubs. <clears throat> it's kind of a, I've never, I don't, I've never been really been to the strip clubs in Atlanta, but I'm assuming it's a, you know, it's kind of a, I wouldn't say intimate, but it's a more intimate setting than a, a concert. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, no, I'm not buying it. <laughs> I'm trying to help the baby girl. No, you did, girl, please. I'm like, okay, singing on a stage for people or taking off everything, even your panties for everybody. Uh, where's the disconnect? I'm shy. Really? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, Summer. I don't know. I'm trying to help you, baby girl. Your vocal talent or the mother talent you got. I'm trying to help Summer. I'm trying to help y'all, baby girl. Come on. Once you go go full frontal in front of a a room of people and you mean to tell me you get anxious about singing? Girl, bye. Well, maybe maybe she was just a dancer because I don't don't know if she was a stripper or if she was a dancer. That's a difference because some of those I, girls, they just dance. They they're scantily clad, but they're just they're dancing. She's not fully nude. I love how you're making this argument. Like, I know, I like her so much. <laughs> she take off all her clothes. Just so much. <laughs> I'm trying to help baby girl out. There's an artistic quality to the stripping. <laughs> it is. <laughs> girls, them girls be talented. <laughs> And and they absolutely are. Like I just I went to a strip club last night. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I I love to go. You know, I'm confident and I'm comfortable in myself, so I ain't I ain't there for all the action. But I mean, it, it is actually a an an art form for the girls that can actually work a pole. Mm-hmm. It's it's, it's beauty. It. It's, it's beauty watching it. I'm like, it's, wow. It's, it's very. It's you know the aesthetic of it. Love it. At the same time. She's doing it with no clothes on, so that's you add another level of uh mystery to it. So I'm just not buying this whole thing. But you know what? Good luck, Summer Walker, and hopefully she'll get over this fake stage fright. I don't know, like go on the stage and strip some more. I don't know, like you know what might help. Maybe that'll help. <laughs> you get some dollars thrown at you. Maybe that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, Summer. I don't know, man. All right. Uh, <laughs> Moving along. Yeah, we gotta we gotta move this along. Where are we? Are we? All right, we are at the oh. King Hills and Readers portion of our segment. <laughs> Get your readers on. Okay. All right. So, um, so this woke minute, I wanted to talk about Colin Kaepernick and the um. Recent things that have happened uh, regarding the workout that he uh, that was planned for him. So originally the NFL and Colin Kaepernick had kind of organized this formal workout for him to kind of put his display, put his talents on display. We know that it's been three years since Kaepernick took a knee um, and basically has been out of the job um, ever since then. So what was supposed to happen was there were 24 NFL teams. Um, that were slated to attend this workout, which was set for Saturday, although typically we know that 
workouts usually happen on a Tuesday because on Saturdays there's usually game day the next day. So, you know, some people believe that there's a conspiracy that was happening here. Um, but in any case, there was a last minute disagreement between Kaepernick and the NFL and Kaepernick ended up changing the time and the location of the workout within the hour um, where he moved it to a local high school and only about, I think between seven and eight teams actually showed up. So, you know, there are some that's saying that, you know, was this, you know, just something that the NFL did to kind of, kind of like a smoke and mirrors, you know, oh, they're going to try to work out with him. They could have done this in the last three years. You know, a team could have, could have definitely picked him up within the last three years and no one has set a peep. So, you know, kind of putting this dog and pony show on only to make it what may seem like very difficult for him um, because of the, the contract issues. I think one of Kaepernick's major issues was how the coverage of this or the media coverage, um, how they were going to do it and, you know, the editing that went along and he wanted more control over that, which I understand. Um but I have some other I have some other thoughts. So I just want to ask you now, what do you think about this whole thing? So, I, you know, I I ride with Colin all the way to the wheels fall off the bus. I support his decision, um, you know, his cause because his cause is my cause. So I absolutely I absolutely support it. Um, so but I have a couple of different opinions. So one of my opinions is, you know, if you are trying to become a part of some an organization um work somewhere be a part of a school well whatever whatever it is you want to be a part of you have to acclimate yourself into whatever system system they have you know that's point blank what it is you can't really make up your own rules and what you want to do and how you you feel like you're going to infiltrate or get be a part of whatever system this is so it's like you know it it may you know, they, it may have been, they may have been just been throwing him a bone for publicity sake, just to say whatever. Um, but if you, if you really want to be a part of this organization, then you have to play by their rules. You know, we've, we've, you know, you had a court case that you won. We, you've already proven that there was collusion. So there's nothing else more to do in terms of trying to prove that it's already been proven. Um, at this point, I really think that Colin is beyond football. I think his legacy is really beyond football um, at this point, I think he can take his legacy and his career in a totally different direction and further the cause that he, um, that he's standing, um, uh, up for. Um, but I think, it, you know, I think his, his image and is, is really beyond football at this point. It's like, to me, I think, you know, what if he does start playing football again? You know, what if there is, you know, we prove, he proved that there's collusion. What if there's another underlining, um, you know, thing that's going on, that's going to, you know, get him hurt on on the field and really ruin his career and ruin his health, you know? So there's, there's that thing that's in my mind. And then also, well, what if he starts playing again and his career goes down? Is that going to overshadow all that he did for us? You know, you know how people are, you Mm -hmm. know, one minute they riding for you and something happens. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then something happens and they completely turn their back on you. So that's also my fear for him. I just think at this point he's beyond football you know, mm-hmm. do something, do something else. Yeah, I, I definitely I agree with you on that. Um, but then also I'm, I'm looking at this just in light of what it was. This tryout was basically a job interview. I mean, the NFL is a business. 
if you don't want to play, you don't play. And I, I just believe that, you know, I, I, I'm, I ride with Kaepernick, but just in this instance, and of course we don't know every single detail, all the facts, but it seems like, like I said, he wanted more control of the media coverage because he felt like they would like selectively edit, you know, some of his best, you know, throws or whatever, and then kind of, you know, push it out to the media and say, this is the reason why we're not signing what for whatever reason. But it's just like, I, I say this, if I wanted a job at Target and they tell me I'm going to have to wear the red vest or, you know, show up with a red vest, I'm going to show up with the red vest because that's what Target wants. If I go over to Walmart and they got blue vests, I'm going to have to wear the blue vest. So I just say all of that to say that this is he's going for a job interview. It's a job, you know, playing ball, which is a dream come true for so many individuals that don't have that opportunity. This is the organization that he chose to be a part of. You do have to play by some of their rules and, the you know, whatever that rule was. So I'm. You know, I'm a little not convinced that, you know, he was provided with this very unique opportunity. And I don't know if he took advantage of it. And like you're saying, he's too big for this. We already know that he got a payoff, you know, from the NFL, from the league for the collusion suit. Undisclosed amount. Some people say it's, you know, upwards of 70 million dollars. So I think it suffices to say he does not need the money to play, Mm -hmm. you know, so there's a passion and there's a love there. I get it. So at the same time, you want to play, play by, these are the, these are the rules. And I, I, you know, I don't know if there's a bigger purpose and how he bucked it and, you know, what he did, but it's like, Colin, you don't have to play. Like you, you've already surpassed whatever this game, in my opinion, or my eyes could offer you other than just to be out there in the love of exercise and, you know, putting the undue, um, wear and tear on your body Mm -hmm. you know what else what else is it so there's a legacy and a message that I believe he can he can preserve and and grow and it I don't think it's necessarily in football anymore I don't think so either I think his I think his his his, um, legacy his image is so it's 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 surpassed this you know he's you he's put himself on a bigger platform football helped him get there. He used that, that notoriety from, from football to get to this platform, but you don't need football anymore. And then on top of that, it's like, why do you want to be a part of an organization that has proven to you that they don't want you? Why do you want to be there? Exactly. And that's, I don't know. And then, you know, even as of now, none of the teams have signed him. And I mean, this should come on now. They had three years to do it. If any, if any one of these teams or was 50, whatever, something teams, 32 NFL teams, if they wanted to sign him, I think it would have happened by now. So this is, you know, I think it's just par for the course. Maybe they just, you know, did it out of going through the motions for whatever reason. To me, that's very clear. So I think for him to think he can kind of manipulate and control it where you've already seen, you know, how they how they've done you, what they've done. Mm -hmm. What, What more can you what more you know, what more can you ask? I just. I don't know. I don't think he made the best decision by, you know, yeah. moving it. It's just like, it's well, if you don't want to be a part of it, you definitely don't have to, you know. Yeah. And then I think for me, I it's, for me, it's, it'll be a pride issue. Like if you don't, you don't want me here, and you prove it to me that you don't want me here, I'm not gonna be here. I'm I don't I ain't gotta be here. Because it's it's very per- perplexing to me. I'm just like I know he doesn't need the check. So what, you know, I, what are you doing it for? Yeah, I don't. I, I don't understand. 
I'm like, why you want to go back and work at McDonald's? Like, right. We didn't graduate. <laughs> we over here at, uh, <laughs> at Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> why are we back here? So, anyways, anyway. All right. Well, moving on. Where are we? We are at the weekend DI Secret All up in your face. Okay. Um, so is this this week is my weekend D? This is actually it's a little different. Um, it's actually from one of our listeners. So um it's a little long, but let me just I'll paraphrase it. So she needs some advice. So she says Uh, My boyfriend and I moved in with each other in July, and I've basically been the maid ever since. He doesn't clean the bathroom. He hasn't cleaned the bathroom since we've been living together. I recently got a full-time job, and I told him since I was working only three days a week bartending before it, it made sense that I cleaned the house. (laughs) She told him that. Okay. Um, I told him that even though I was working full-time, I'd still be the person cleaning. So here we are, full-time job, and I'm the one cleaning on my days off while he gets to go out and have fun. Although he does the laundry once a week, it still doesn't measure up to the crap I have to do because he just won't do it. Ladies, do you have similar issues or have you found a man who realizes what needs to be done and takes charge and does it? I don't know how much longer I can be with a boy who can't figure out how to clean the toilet. Please help. Whew. No. Okay. So, baby girl. <laughs> so you know it's it, oh, are you splitting these bills fifty fifty? <laughs> That's probably what it sounds like. Read between the lines, man. So um, so let me backtrack. So is he working or he's not working? Um, it doesn't say, but it's maybe it maybe he is. I'm gonna assume that he is working because she said there was a time when she was. Maybe only working part-time bartending, so she was cleaning the house at the time. But mm-hmm. now that maybe they're both working full-time jobs, and she has way more chores than he does. Yeah. So you know, I... <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is the thing when I hear these conversations about, and I'm not sure if this is the situation here, but I hear these conversations that are spearheaded by by men and also co-signed by these pick me women who are like, we need to split the bills 50, 50. We equally here. We got to split the bills 50, 50. But you know, in reality, when you're in a household with a man, those household duties are not split 50, 50. Most times it is a woman. And I'm not saying it's not all the time, but most times the women are doing most of the cleaning and most of the cooking. You know what I mean? So I, I think that, you know, um, the payment, you know, should be reflective of that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, you know, he needs to clean up after himself. He absolutely needs to clean up after himself. And I think people should have specific chores. <laughs> I, I I tend to agree. So being a, a, a woman who was once married, and I will say, okay, so let me just go back. Because this, instantly I started reading it, and it reminded me of a relationship that I had back in the day where I ended up, having to break up with him because he was so messy. Now we didn't live together, but you know, I spent a lot and I am a, I'm a little bit of a neat freak. I'm a little bit, uh, I'm, I'm, I can get, you know, I can get on my own nerves with that because certain things and I'm a, I'm a 
almost a germaphobe. So that being said, I dated someone who was a slob. That's all I can say. Completely and totally. And in the end, it hurt our relationship. I could not do it. You know how you go somewhere and it's like, man, I don't even want to take my clothes off because I don't know what's over here. I, I that it was that kind of environment. So I, you know, I I think for peace of mind, like you need someone who like you he's gotta clean up after himself. I don't understand. I mean, you make a dish, you clean the dish. Mm-hmm. And hopefully they can get to ascend to a level where you can hire somebody to come in and clean this up. Um, I do believe in in you know splitting the chores i mean there's just some things i just would not do like you know let him take out the garbage you know i maybe i don't mind washing the dishes or if i cook less somebody's washing the dishes not me i'm not gonna do all of it but so i do believe in splitting sort of the chores around the house until we get to a point where Maria is coming in and cleaning up and we ain't got to worry about that shit. Let let that be the goals (laughs) for real. Let that be the goals. And you know, I think, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not a neat freak. And and actually when me and my ex were together, he actually was neater than me. (laughs) He used to say, you come in like a tornado. It's like you turn around like a tornado and all the shit you got on you just flings across the, you know, but you know what? We had conversations about it and I was more mindful of how I came in. I used to put my things away. So it made me, it made me tidier in the long run. But then also it's like, even though he was neater than me, I was cleaner than he was, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. So some of the things, some of the cleaning that would happen in the house, he would do it. He would wash the dishes. He would clean the bathroom. He would do laundry. But it just wasn't up to my standards. You know, I right. always would have to go back behind him and rewash the dishes. Like, I, you see you see this food on this fork? <laughs> you want to eat this dry egg on this fork? You got to clean that off. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, or I would go back and I would scrub the tub. But it was an effort. He made the effort. And I appreciate that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it is. To me, that is a deal breaker. Especially if you're not. Well, they, they're living together, but bef- even before you get to that point, you know, I dated a guy who I would go over his house and it would drive me crazy. I'm like, you really have to clean up in here. I know you're busy and I know you're running these businesses, but come on, all this stuff you don't need. So we actually kind of went through his um, his house and was looking at things like, I'm like, do you need this? Do you need this? Why do you need this? How does this thing make you, do you love this thing? Because it is getting on my nerves. You can throw that shit in the trash, you know? Um, but y'all gotta, y'all have to come to an agreement and it can't be an agreement where you're doing the cleaning. Cause if, obviously it's, it's annoying you and it's not going to end, you know? Um, but y'all got to talk this through because for me, it would absolutely drive me crazy. It crazy. And I don't even think we, we could, we could have ever even gotten to the point of living together. If I knew if, you know, this guy was such a slob, you know, that should have been best before. So you go into his house and clean it up. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) You know how I feel about that. I am not coming to your house to clean up shit. I ain't Uh, got one dish, nothing. Mm -mm, I mean, it is such a, it's funny. Like, it's such a deal breaker for me. Like, if I see that, you know, I mean, granted, we get busy and, you know, certain things. But I, I, what I think is important still for her is and what has worked for me is, you know, I think as a couple really learn what each other's priorities are. Like, I know for me, I can't have a dirty bathroom and I can't have dishes in the sink ever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, 
the house could look like the, the the Tasmanian devil came through here, but the bathrooms and the sink better be spotless. So mm. that to me is a priority because my anxiety will start setting in and it just won't be happy. So understanding what for each of you um, is the important part. And then, you know, agree on like some sort of like a timetable, like, you know, when are things going to get done? I know for me, Thursday, I start Thursday afternoon and Friday. I'm, you know, I have a board. I'm, I write notes for everything. So that's for me. Thursdays are cleaning days, goes into Friday. So by Friday, when I start my weekend, everything is clean. What dishes are clean, the floor is clean, the clothing is washed, you know, clothes are washed, laundry's done, everything is done. That's for me. Um, and I think just kind of communicating between the both of you because that it can be a deal breaker, you know, and I think she's starting to feel that stress and especially, you know, one thing I learned is like never ask the other person for help. Like because that is like implying like all of these responsibilities on me. I just need you to help me. Like, no, you do this shit and I will do this. Find mm -hmm. out what I hate the most doing or what you hate the most. And then let's see, like, okay, well, you know, maybe he hates to do dishes. I don't well, actually mind. I don't mind doing dishes, but I hate taking out the garbage. So we know that that's going to fall on you all the time. Um, and until you can hire some help, because I think, like we said, that's, that really is the goal. We shouldn't be worrying about, um, you know, chores days and who's going to get the allowance, you know, who's going to get some head at, on for the weekend because mm -hmm. you're nice that, you know, but until that point, um, get to somewhere where you can delegate the responsibilities, um, so that it feels equal between the two of you, you know, I agree. Yeah. I absolutely agree. Yeah. Ooh, that would drive me insane. I just, oh my gosh. I, I played up just, after you and we split these bills 50 50. <laughs> nigga, please. <laughs> Nico, please. Bye. Oh my gosh. I, I remember if, I if, if it's a situation where he's taking care of most of the bills and I, I pay like little small bills here and there, I'll clean up. Sure. Sure. But we, we ain't doing 50 50 and I'm doing all the cleaning. No. I, I definitely, I look, if I'm, if I'm going, I'm, I'm going half for the mortgage or rent, things is way different than I'm just putting in on a cable bill. <laughs> right. Absolutely. So if I'm just putting on a cable bill, I am fucking hiring a cleaner to come in here and clean this shit. <laughs> I got an extra hundred bucks I can throw in the pot to get this shit cleaned up. <laughs> the Mary Kondo's uh, life-changing magic up in here. <laughs> cleaning. That that will be included in my my expenses. You know what I'm I'll saying? Pay the cable bill, and I'll pay. I ain't even gonna say the name. I'll pay the cable bill, and I'll pay the cleaning lady. You always got me caught up. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Work that out, gal. Yeah, cause that's a oh, that's a deal breaker. But anyways, mm -hmm. all right, all right. Where are we? All right, so we are at the I reminisce, I reminisce. I reminisce, I reminisce. Now it's your reminisce. It's my reminisce this, this week. And we're taking it back to Cash Money is taking over for 9 9 in 2000. <laughs> Cash Money Records. Cash Money Records. Back that thing up, back that ass up by Juvenile. This is my shit. Of course, they all my shit. Always. <laughs> 
after you back it up and stop and drop, 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 drop it like it's hot. I don't, I don't know no lyrics except for Lil Wayne's lyrics. This is not even his song. I don't know what the hell Juvenile <laughs> talk about in this song. <laughs> I never even took the time to learn the lyrics. <laughs> this is my joint. This will get everybody on the dance floor even now. Even now to this day. Yep, still. And it came out 20 years ago. Ciao. Girl, ciao. Ciao, ciao, ciao. Had a whole <laughs> dance to it and everything. Mm-hmm. Back that thing up. And you, uh, man, didn't they do like a special anniversary, the 20 year anniversary of this song? It was, it was a, it was a big thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. This song, this song knocks to this day. This shit will get everybody on the dance floor. <laughs> Everybody. Everybody. Good one, good one. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so the reference this week is Cash Money is taking over for the 99-2000s. Back that ass up by Juvenile. Are you working with some ass? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Moving on. We're at the Support Black Businesses segment of the show. Yes, yes, yes. And this is my black business for this week. Uh, we believe in growing our economy and strengthening our communities. And we believe in buying products that are for us by us so this week you know earlier this week i actually came across this ad on it was like an article on um facebook about this black owned company that created a self-defense kit um so it's it's 60 dollars, which is super cheap and you get four things out of this thing um you get a bejeweled peppers oh it's called beyond self-defense excuse me um the website is beyondselfdefense.net um, but what you get, in, what's included in this kit is a bejeweled pepper spray, which is pretty cute. Wow. It's a, um, a cat-shaped keychain, so you kind of put your your knuckles through the keychain, and the ears of the cat are really sharp, so you can like puncture some shit with that. Um, there's a stun gun with an alarm, some brass knuckles, and my favorite thing is this pink little cute comb that you pull apart, and it becomes a knife. So I think this is super cute. It's super needed. Um, There's so many stories out there about women and children and uh, getting um, sex. There's a lot of sex trafficking stories that are out there. So we really have to protect ourselves and watch our surroundings. You know, we and we also need to have these tools and our little purses um, so that we can knock niggas out when they come in for (laughs) us. (laughs) So. Um, go to their website, excuse me, uh, beyondselfdefense.net. I believe this is the only thing that they're selling up here. And oh. I, I believe there they're, um, is a backlog of, of orders. But just keep checking and keep checking and keep checking. So we really want to support um, this business. But we also want you to provide safety for yourself. So I think yeah. this is cute. And when it becomes back in stock, I'm definitely getting the kit. Absolutely. I absolutely love it. Yep. I want one. And I think I have to buy some of these for Christmas. Yeah, cute little gift. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That was a good yep, one. Yep, yep. All right. Well, hey, y'all. Well, we've come to the end of the show. You can subscribe to That's What I'm Saying, the podcast in the Apple Podcast app, 
Google Play, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Speaker, Speaker, Spreaker, Stitcher, CastPod, YouTube, and Spotify. You can also please follow us on Instagram. You can hit us up in our DMs, send us messages at TwizPod. And also catch That's What I'm Saying, the TV show on Island TV. Just download the Island TV app from your smartphone or your smart TV. You can stream us uh, from any device like your Roku. And Nye, who do we always shout out? We always want to give a super shout out to our super producer, Vegas World Inc. You can catch him on Instagram. You can catch him on the Twitters. Um, Thank you so much, guys, for listening, subscribing, and liking us on social media. Thank you for watching the TV show. We're appreciating all of your feedback that we're getting. Um, Until next week, take Take care. care.